the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents her strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending woman. Well, if you've been listening in, you know we have been conducting a six-part series that looks back at purse strings over the last 10 years. That's how long we've been on the air. And believe it or not, this show's the longest-running Marketing to Women show still on the air today. We're so incredibly grateful that you, our fans, are still listening after all these years. Now, I recognize that some of you may be listening for the very first time today. Well, you're in for a treat. We're looking back over some of our favorite shows over the past 10 years, and we're pulling some memorable quotes, if you will, some of those interview tidbits, um, and replaying them for you so you can kind of see how far the world of marketing to women has come in the past decade. We've come an incredibly long way, but we still have a long way to go, as I'm sure you'll be hearing in the next half hour. Um, you may remember back in 2002, Marketing to Women was just coming into its own, and at the time it was considered a niche. Well, it's not a niche anymore, and in fact, I'm pleased to report that it's become more mainstream. And today, we're focused on marketing to consumers. And of course, we know that women carry the majority of the wealth in this country, especially when it comes to buying power. So today is kind of a part two of our social uh, shows. We've we've done a lot on social, um, social platforms, social listening, social analytics over the last 10 years. Really almost too many to even recap in any one or two shows. But um, over the next 20, 25 minutes, we're going to look back or hear back on some shows related to social. And I think you'll agree we've come a long way. Lots has happened in the last 10 years. So stick around. We're going to begin now with one of my favorite interviews. Lauren McHugh and I had a great conversation about social as the primary force in marketing today. You know, at this point when Lauren and I had our conversation, social had been around for a while. And uh, according to her point of view, social was no longer just on the sidelines, something that you added a dash of here or there. It was really going to be the primary way that we converse with our consumers. And you needed to use it for your brand as well as engaging with your fan base. And the beauty of social, according to Lauren, is that that fan base can pick it up and run with it and take it in many fabulous ways that you as a brand simply could not. And she used an illustrious campaign, the Obama campaign, as an example. Here's Lauren talking about social. What do you think companies should know before they dip their toe in that online water? Well, I think I think it's funny because, you know, it, it's so funny how much it's changed even how like drastically it's changed even in the past few years in terms of social media and I think presently what every company and <clears throat> excuse me every person should know is that basically the water is all around us so 
it's not even a matter of dipping your toe in anymore. It literally is, this is, this is your new media landscape. This is what you have to play with. Just like 10 years ago, it was you thought about your advertising plan that included television, outdoor, print, and everything um, in addition to public relations. And this is, you know, social media is similar in that it is a new arena to sort of to think about, but it's also an arena that basically becomes the umbrella over everything that we do. So even if you are making a television spot now, your first thought is to not only create the 60-second spot, but it's also, okay, how can I incorporate this online through maybe even through mobile? Um, you know, how can I socialize it? That's basically the biggest thing is that it's less about these compartments of online, offline. It's more about how do I socialize all of my content? So whether you are, if your business is, if it's uh cable television, or if it's automotive, or if it's um, uh, cellular, whatever it might be, your main task now is to think about how can I socialize it? How can I bring it to life and allow people to actually take my brand message and, and float it through this ether in a way that they feel comfortable with? So I think that, to me, is <clears throat> the biggest, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest, um, the biggest thing to know. And it's also something where I think the whole the fear factor, which is completely understandable, I think now more than ever, um, there's so many different ways to incorporate your brand that I think it is a little less scary because the reality of it is is that yes, it's more open, there's so much transparency, but in a you know, in a way right now that's actually a better thing for you because it allows you to have more options and it allows your brand to grow and actually touch people at different points in their life. So I think it's more of a positive thing. So I guess the, the sort of the net net of this is that I wouldn't be fearful. I would, I would really take a step back and look at what are your brand attributes, what are you trying to achieve, and then move forward and build out a plan from there. Yeah, well, and, you know, you've even called out the Obama campaign as being an accessible example of really doing that, of really knowing what your brand offerings are. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly Barack Obama did a good job of communicating that in an incredibly compelling way. Do you think that campaign really serves as kind of the epitome of what can be done successfully? I mean, or did they have any flaws in how they reached out socially? Sure. I think um, I think the thing with the Obama campaign is that that was such a great example of you had the most amazing product. I mean, you had basically, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is there's a lot of things that you can put into place to to create something successful, but also a lot of it is luck and it's timing. And you know, we were in a period, you know, as a country, as a uh, you know, as a nation, even as even around the world, and that we were looking for change. And Obama illustrated that change. And you know, I think that's basically when you when you take a step back and you look at it, is that he was such an amazing product in and of itself, and you had all of these people rallying around him. So the social media umbrella was such an amazing complement to what he was doing. And so many people were talking about him, what he stood for, you know, um, even when the poster started circulating and you started to see people's um, profile pictures um, with Obama's face with the word hope. Little things like that, that becomes, that's so huge to your social media campaign. And it's also something that, 
I don't think they expected this to happen. I don't think they expected this to become this massive. And that's always the best surprise when you start something. A lot of the times you, you do sort of say, okay, we're going to put this out here. We're going to see what happens. And, you know, more times than not, sometimes it sort of surpasses your your wildest dreams. And I think with, with Obama, it just it had that momentum, and he was just the right person at the right time. And also, it was such a great reflection on the tools that we have in order to, to, you know, even around this election. This election showed, basically, it sort of put social media in the forefront that if you didn't have social media in your, in your campaign, it wouldn't have made sense because that's where everybody was talking about you. That's where everybody was promoting you, where they were getting donations, um, campaign um, fundraising, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was, I think, it's an amazing thing to look at from the perspective of look at the possibilities of if you do set yourself up in certain ways. And it doesn't mean you you basically do a, a blueprint of what Obama did because that's a specific that's a you know, that was more was based around an election. You're dealing with an actual person, not so much of a product. But mm-hmm. I do think it's a great example of look at what you can do if you if you sort of put yourself out there and if you also give people enough of these, you know, it's not just about communities. It's literally about give them an iPhone app, give them things that are at their fingertips whenever they want it. So it's less about driving to a destination and it's more about filtering your content all throughout the social web and allowing people to take it when they want to take it. So I don't really think that the campaign did anything wrong. I think it's um it's it's less of it's less of right and wrong and it was more of like, wow, like, I can't believe, you know, that that was such a huge, huge piece of their campaign. And I really do think that it was a surprise to them as well on how successful it was. Stick around. More purse strings when we return with this special six-part series looking back at a decade of purse strings. Purse strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the... How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to... Add some Cranberry Radio podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's it's good for you. Really. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. So, remember when Pinterest was the new kid on the block? Well, it's been a while. In fact, 2011, uh, Marianne Salzman and I had a conversation about Pinterest. At the time, Marianne Salzman was president of North America, Euro RSCG Worldwide. She's no longer there. 
but this interview stands the test of time as we talk about Pinterest and who should be on it. We're seeing new platforms come to the fold every single day. It's so hard, I think, to stay on top of what's going on out there. And what I became interested in was your article around Pinterest, which, as we know, has just taken off and and kind of become a life of its own. And one could even say just being on Pinterest isn't enough. But uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Pinterest because I really haven't dug in just and done a show just on Pinterest. So that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show today. I know you focus on marketing to moms. We know moms um, are on Pinterest a lot. I mean, all women. It's, it's holistically uh, populated by women. I'm curious in general about brands being on interest in Pinterest and your thoughts on whether that's a good idea, a bad idea. Does it depend on whether your brand should be part of Pinterest? And if, if maybe you could explain that. Sure. Uh, for any brand, the key consideration is which platforms can they be on and do a good job. Too many brands just really stretch themselves too thin. And this is particularly true of smaller and mid-sized brands, but even larger brands. When I go onto a brand website and I see 15 share buttons, I know we have a problem. It's not important for every brand to be on every platform. Uh, So I believe that if you are a visual product, food, fashion, lifestyle, then Pinterest is an excellent vehicle for you. And if you're targeting mums. On the other hand, there are some things that just don't make any sense on Pinterest. Um, a vitamin pill might be difficult. It's not a visual product. Uh, something that is really more focused on a lot of the healthcare type products may not work as well on Pinterest because it's a, it's something that you read about. It's very information heavy as opposed to Pinterest, which is very visual. So the one thing that I really do look at is, say, is with the brand is if you're a visual brand, you should be putting a lot of effort into Pinterest. If you're not, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be on it, but it shouldn't be where a lot of your dollars and time goes. That said, if you're an e-commerce brand, Pinterest has shown itself, particularly over the last few weeks with Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the holiday shopping, to be absolutely incredible as a, as a vehicle to have consumers click through to your e-commerce site. Yeah, you know, it, it is really helpful in driving e-commerce. And we know, too, that more and more brands are becoming involved in e-commerce, even those that have traditionally sold out of a brick-and-mortar store. So is that one of the defining results of Pinterest when we're talking about what brands should expect, that they should expect to see, if they're lucky enough to have e-commerce, that we should expect a lot of traffic coming from interest, uh, from Pinterest? I mean, is that something that you see that a lot of that traffic is building? And then if, if you're not, if you don't have an e-commerce site, what are some of the other kind of defined results that you tell your clients um, should be kind of the, the result of that relationship on Pinterest? Yeah, I like the way you put that question, Maria, because for an e-commerce site, Pinterest has really shown more than Facebook, more than Twitter, that it will drive traffic to an e-commerce site. So if you are an e-commerce company and you have products that fit into that visual category, being on Pinterest is really key. Um, And I think that you measure it through sales and that obviously there are parameters and there are numbers right now, but with any social media platform, I can't tell you 
what kind of percentage click-through you should see to your site because next week it will be different. So mm-hmm. you have to be looking at it as seeing as something that is definitely increasing click-throughs and sales. If you're not a an e-commerce site, there's still a really big um, opportunity for you on Pinterest, and that has to do with usage. So if you're a retailer and you have an e-commerce site, you want to be able to show products, your products, they can click through and buy them directly. But say if you're a food um, customer or a food brand, which I've worked a lot with, a lot of what you're doing on Pinterest is showing usage and tips and making beautiful dishes that people can look at with the recipe there, clicking through to the recipe on your site or having the recipe on Pinterest with your brand name on it. All of those things are wonderful for building brand awareness and increasing usage, which in turn increases sales. But you measure it a little differently if you're if you're not a retailer per se. When we come back, more on social and how far we've come over the last decade that Purse Strings has been on the air. You're going to want to listen to what we had to say over the years. Purse Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Thanks to my producer for another great show, and I should say thanks to George for a decade of great shows. I certainly couldn't have done it without him. Purse Strings would never have survived without his support and his expertise in making me, I hope, look good over the last 10 years. Please join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one, and feel free to continue listening over the next several weeks as we continue our look back with our six-part series, A Decade of Purse Strings. Have a great day.
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcast or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 